Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's November 19, 2011, and this is episode 309. I've just started to use an airport security version 2 rolling camera bag from Think Tank Photo and decided to do a what's in my camera bag style review at the same time as talking about the bag itself. This will be a what's in the bag for Martin Bailey the portrait photographer not the nature and wildlife photographer. I'll follow up with an episode on what's in my nature and wildlife shoot bag in the coming weeks. For now, let's take a look at the airport security roller from Think Tank Photo. When the airport security V2 bag arrived, I was initially impressed even by the packaging. I could tell even as I opened the box that Think Tank Photo are proud of their products. The build quality of the camera itself confirmed this of course, it's incredibly well built. The materials, the zips, the TSA approved combination locks and roller wheels themselves, everything is top quality and feels great to the touch. There's also a metal plaque on the back with a security code to help locate the bag if it gets lost, which may or may not be of help if the bag is stolen. but. If it's genuinely lost, this should help. Even just the way it's riveted riveted onto the bag with a rubberized frame around the plaque seems to add to the overall feeling of quality of the bag. Very nice workmanship all around. It's not called airport security for nothing. The bag incorporates a TSA approved combination lock that you clip the two main compartment zips into and there's a steel wire attached to the inside of the front top pocket that is also fitted with a combination lock. You can use this to attach a second bag to the bag or any valuables that you might have in the outer pockets. There's also a third combination lock that is in a panel behind the shoulder straps in a compartment in the back of the bag which this, this is basically a very thick wire and it's reasonably long and you basically can use this to secure the bag to a metal pole or other removable object if you really have to leave your bag somewhere, like say at the side of a conference room as you shoot an event. Obviously this is not going to stop people from stealing your bag if you just tie it up and leave it in public all day, but the thick rear cable is built into the framework of the bag so coupled with engaging the zip combination lock would certainly make this a tough target for someone to you know walk away with if they had a mind to. I also usually loop the straps of my bag around my leg even if I'm gonna grab 40 winks in an airport lounge but this cable you know basically you could use it to literally strap the bag to the frame of say a metal bench or chair that you often see in airports. There's also a business card holder on the top of the bag which you can use to tell your bag from other others on a say an airport conveyor should you have to check your bag and I think of all of the camera bags that I own this is probably the only one 
that I would feel I could check if I really had to. I really don't like the idea that, you know, the people with the ability to open the TSA locks have been filmed systematically rifling through people's bags um, in the past. But, you know, obviously I'd still be worried about having to check my gear. But if I had to check it, this would be the bag to do it with. As we just touched on, there are shoulder straps in a compartment in the back of the bag if you end up having to carry the bag for away. But with all of the security features and solid build, the bag is relatively heavy, so you really should think of these as an emergency measure rather than a regular way to carry the bag around. The bag is classy, solidly built, and, and it holds a lot, but it's designed for security and to be rolled, not carried. The front pocket has lots of compartments for your valuables when traveling, as well as pens, etc., for filling out those pesky custom forms when you fly. There's also a good sized pocket uh, on the side of the bag. This is on the opposite side to the carrying handle, uh, but it's also the side which you attach the tripod holder to. So it might be, you know, you don't want to really fill it with fragile objects if you're also going to be attaching a tripod to the side and that starts to bang against it and everything. There's a compartment on the top of the bag under the carrying handle that contains a rain cover that totally envelops the bag when used. This is very important if you should get caught in the rain or find yourself on a speeding boat, say with lots of spray. I dare say that it would keep out dust and sand as well should you find the need for this. Everything has its own place and a compartment to hide it away when not in use and the handle for when you're rolling the bag is no exception. Open the zip behind the top handle to reveal another handle inside there and you push the button to lift it out. It's a good solid handle and clicks with, you know, clicks into place at various heights. The highest position is a really good height as well. So even if you're on the tall side, you'll find that you're fine with this bag. Okay, so that takes care of the outside of the bag. Let's take a look inside. Because the bag incorporates the handle for when you roll the bag, there's a section down most of the back that is slightly raised, but you can generally arrange the bag so that this doesn't really get in the way too much. For example, you can see in the current image that we, just a reminder, if you are listening to this on an iPhone or an iPad, then the images are there and they'll change as we go along. If not, then go to the blog and you, you can find this episode at mbp.ac slash 309 and all of the images and the manuscripts and everything are there. So if, if I talk about an image and you're, you're wondering what we're talking about, they're on the blog or they're embedded in the audio file that you're listening to on your iPhone. So here we have an image that is basically you can see that there's a 70-200 to f2.8 lens that is in, it's in the bag sort of, you know, without lying it down. If you lay, the, lay this lens down, it's going to take twice as much space. But you can see that at the bottom of the bag where the back section is not raised at all, you can actually get this in sort of lengthways rather than sideways. 
as I say, this is my portraiture kit. So I'll take you through what's in the bag and why I lay it out this way. I have set it out so that I have zooms down one side and primes down the other with the focal length, uh, the longer focal length at the bottom in each column. And I, I'm showing the bag in the, in the image, I'm showing the bag sideways, but basically imagine that it's upright. Um, the primes run down the left side and the, from the bottom there, we have the 135 millimeter F2 and then we have the 85mm f1.2 above that, followed by the 50mm 1.2 and the 14mm 2.8 to finish off that left bank. These are the wide aperture primes that I really like to use for portraiture, uh, but depending on the shoot, I don't always get to use them as much as I'd like. When shooting groups of people, I often have to shoot, stop down the aperture more than I usually would anyway, to ensure that I get everyone's faces in focus. And I often need the versatility of a zoom when working at people's homes as I can't step very far forwards or backwards sometimes to zoom with my feet. So I really depend on the zooms a lot as well, a lot more than I'd like to. They are on the right side of the bag, of course. So as we said, starting with the 70 to 200 F2.8 at the bottom, the, then followed by that we have the 24 to 70 f28 and the 16 to 35 f28 above that. Some of these lenses, of course, are not what you'd commonly think of as portrait lenses, but for the shoot I'm doing this coming weekend, we're hoping to get some environmental portrait shots with a number of people in a largish room, which will require some wide angles. The problem, of course, is that wide angles are not very flattering for portraits, so I'm keeping the possibility of doing a multiple shot stitch using images from a slightly longer focal length, which should look better from a portraiture perspective. If I get approval to share these resulting images with you, then I'll hopefully be able to do that and share some of the experiences with you later. I like to keep the lenses in an order like this so that I know exactly where everything is when I reach into the bag for something. It depends on which bag I'm using, but having some sort of a policy that I stick with makes life easier in a fast-paced shoot. Oh, and the bodies in the middle there are the 5D Mark II at the bottom and the 1DS Mark III above that. Two straps for the bodies are above that in the compartment there, and then the Black Rapid twin strap is at the top in the centre. I switch between straps as makes sense during the shoot. In the top left is a light meter which I use when working with studio lighting and to the right is a bunch of neutral density filters for my lenses in case I have to darken things down a little bit to maintain a slow enough shutter speed to sync with my Profoto monolights when shooting with wide apertures. You can also see that I have a battery in the bottom of in the, the front pocket. There's a, a number of pockets in the front flap of the bag. And next to that, I have my angle finder C, just in case I want to get down low for a dramatic angle. I don't have my rocket blower or lens cloths and things like that in here as I keep them in my photographer's vest pocket. I do have my color checker passport and some lens cleaning fluid and 
you know, some other maintenance stuff in the side pocket as well. I'll have a couple of Profoto Air remotes to fire my monolights, which I'll attach to the top of the each camera, the, the remote, of course, not the monolights. And I also will have an air sync to attach to my light meter to fire the flashes, you know, basically using the, the button on the meter when I want to get a reading. I'll try to talk more about the monolights later, if possible, but for now, here's a, a quick fun photo that I also shot yesterday when I was testing using my 4ProPhoto D1 500 monolights with the ProPhoto backpack, which is basically a large, powerful battery that I can run all four monolights off for a few hundred frames on a full charge. This will be the first time that I use the backpack on a job, so I'll let you know how that goes later too. So to start to wrap this up now, in short, I give a definite th thumbs up for the Think Tank Photo Airport Security V2 rolling camera bag. This is a work of art in terms of camera bag manufacturing, and they've spared no expense on the real security measures that could save your gear in a pinch. Most people listening to this will know that I'm also a huge fan of Gura Gear's Kiboko bag, and I'll continue to use that for most of my nature work when I tend to cover more ground off-road and a rolling camera bag wouldn't make much sense. But from now on, when I'm working on assignments, especially when the customer is around, the airport security V2 is going to be my bag of choice. It not only gives me the ability to carry a lot of gear, but being able to roll it will keep me from getting tired and the bag itself just reeks of quality, so will give my clients a great impression too. For more details of the airport security roller, I've created a short link, mbp.ac ttp, for Think Tank Photo. And there are full links and all of the images and manuscript for this on the blog at mbp.ac 309. I hope that the sound of the rain hitting my window here in my studio on this rainy Saturday afternoon has not annoyed you too much. Before we close, I'd like to ask that anyone that's still on the fence as to whether or not to join Chris Marquardt and I for the new Snow Monkey and Hokkaido Winter Wildlife Wonderland Tour from January 23rd to February the 3rd. We have extended the deadline to sign up for another week, so do let us know if you are interested as we need a few more people to join us to make this happen. My original tour from February the 13th to the 24th is unchanged and has already passed the minimum numbers but we do have a few spaces left on that too so whichever one suits your schedule um, is, is fine but you know just if you're on that fence jump off and sign up and we'll make the, the earlier one with Chris work as well, and that should be a blast. Details of both tours and the German tour that we're hoping Chris will be able to run are at www.mbpworkshops.com. So do take a look if you're interested, and mail me at workshops at martinbaileyphotography.com 
if you have any questions at all. Also note that I was co-host on This Week in Photo again this week with Frederick Van Johnson, Thomas Hawke and Steve Simon. It was a great show and that's just gone into the pipe so check that out as well by searching for TWIP or This Week in Photo on iTunes or going to the thisweekinphoto.com website. Episode 228 is the one that we've just released. Thanks very much for listening today. And remember that you can find me on Google Plus and Twitter and a bunch of other places. All the links are at the top page at martinbaileyphotography.com. So do drop by and join in the fun. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye bye.